He told you what? Liam exclaimed, horror flashing across his face. Niall was already rolling on the floor, laughing uncontrollably in wheezing gasps. It's not funny, Louis whined, burying his face in his hands. He knew he should have kept Niall out of the loop on this one. Liam had always been the more practical, reasonable, sympathetic one of his two closest friends, while Niall tended to crack jokes at the most inappropriate times. Louis had known Liam since grade school, and they had tackled the Chicago business landscape together as soon as they graduated from college. Now, they worked as CEOs of their respective businesses, although they still collaborated closely on a number of deals. Any day, Louis would take a worse financial opportunity with Liam, someone he trusted with his life, over a better option with a stranger. He and Niall, on the other hand, were randomly assigned as roommates in college, and the Irish boy was now almost halfway through his last year of grad school. They had taken a few months to warm up to each other. Niall was loud and nosy and found things ridiculously funny that didn't even make Louis crack a smile. But they became partners in crime after Louis broke up with his short-term freshman year girlfriend, and she just wouldn't leave him alone. So Niall had casually informed her that she had turned Louis gay. And yeah, it wasn't much of a joke anymore. It took until their junior year of college, but Louis finally realized that he was actually super, super gay. But Niall still talked about the shocked look on her face to this day. Seriously, Niall, Louis groaned his voice muffled by his hands hiding his face. The Irish boy was still seizing on the carpet, and his laughter had since turned silent, his mouth hanging open and his eyes squeezed shut. I don't know how you're finding this situation funny. I don't think it's funny, Liam interjected, crossing his arms over his chest as he shot Niall yet another irritated look. Why would someone say that after an hour of knowing you? Niall finally caught his breath, and he sat up, leaning back against the front of the couch, still sitting on the floor. Oh, fuck, I haven't laughed like that in a long time, he said breathlessly, swiping at his teary eyes. Liam pinched the bridge of his nose, shaking his head. That's not true. I'm so glad I could provide you with some entertainment, Louis replied sarcastically, rolling his eyes. Do you need another minute, or can you actually give me some advice now? I'm good, I... Niall cut himself off with a snort, clapping his hands over his mouth. I need another minute, he amended, his muffled voice slipping out from between his fingers. Louis cursed, shaking his head in disbelief. Still, he couldn't hide the amused smile that tugged at the corners of his mouth. I need new friends, he sassed, only partially kidding. I haven't done anything, Liam pointed out. His brow was still furrowed in a mix of confusion and concern, his lips pursed thoughtfully. Louis could practically see the gears turning inside of his friend's head, and he took a moment to wonder how he had somehow managed to make Liam Payne and Niall Horn, two distinct, polar opposites, actually get along. Not perfectly, by any means, but at least adequately. Okay, okay. Niall ran his hands down the fronts of his thighs smoothing out his wrinkled pants. I'm ready. Can you tell the story again? Louis groaned, huffing in frustration, but he complied. The short version this time, he said, shooting his Irish friend an annoyed look. I asked if I could have lunch with him because I thought he was cute, and I'm trying this new go-with-my-gut thing, which is silly, by the way, 
Liam interrupted. Ever the pragmatist. Louis shot him an annoyed look. He cleared his throat. Anyway, we talked and laughed and flirted for a little under an hour, and then he asked if I wanted to visit him at his work tonight. I said I would, and then as he's leaving the cafe, he calls out over his shoulder, I love you. Liam looked like he might pop a blood vessel. Niall at least had the decency not to laugh again, but the slight twitch of his lips told Louis that he was teetering on the edge of breaking down. He said it like it was nothing, Louis exclaimed, just needing a moment to vent. His frustration and confusion at the situation boiled up inside of him, not to mention the fact that he actually really enjoyed the time he spent with Harry. How could he separate his budding interest in the boy from the fact that Harry had told him he loved him without even blinking an eye? I mean, I think you should go, Niall suggested. He actually held up a hand before Liam even got a word out, shooting the brown-haired boy a nervous look. Jesus Christ, at least hear me out before you rip into me. No, you're going to put your floaty grad student intellect in his head, Liam said, wiggling his fingers in the air to represent some sort of evil voodoo magic before crossing his arms over his chest. Once you bring out his mushy romantic side, you'll never get normal Louis back. Ever. What mushy romantic side? Louis huffed, mimicking Liam's body language. He only wanted a bit of advice and now his friends were dragging him into a full-blown intervention. I haven't even had a real relationship in years. I'm anything but a romantic. Oh, please. Liam broke out into an amused smile for the first time. We all share the same Netflix account, Lou. You think we don't know about the romantic musicals you watch on the weekends? Louis flushed red, and he cleared his throat awkwardly. They have theatrical substance. Niall burst out laughing again, mocking, They have theatrical substance. Christ, I hate you both. Just don't fall for it, Liam advised. The serious expression on his face had returned. Your inner hopeless romantic is jumping for joy at the overplayed coffee shop trope. But Lou, this kid is nobody. You talked for an hour, and sure, he was nice. Then he turned out to be a freak. End of story. Whoa, whoa, not so fucking fast, Niall exclaimed, shooting Liam an offended look of disbelief. You talked for an hour, so therefore you barely know him. Maybe there's a completely reasonable explanation for this. Maybe, maybe he just tells everyone he loves them, Liam mocked sarcastically. Niall shoved him. Maybe, Louis hummed thoughtfully, tapping his finger against his pursed lips. He thought over Niall's words again and again, easily convincing himself to side with the Irish boy. After all, he wanted more than anything to see Harry again. He just needed some persuasion and justification, and maybe inviting Niall over wasn't the worst decision he had ever made. Lou, Liam deadpanned, an incredulous impression to his tone. You can't seriously be, I'm doing it, Louis decided. His mind flashed back to the warm feeling in his chest when he sat with Harry in the cafe, and he realized that he had to see Harry at least one more time. Otherwise, he would spend the rest of his life wondering, what if? Niall stuck his tongue out at Liam, then fist-pumped the air aggressively, cheering silently. I love spontaneous Louis. We're far too boring for our age. We need more adventures like this. 
I still think it's a bad idea, Liam interjected, the worried expression retaking his face. Don't listen to him, Lou. He's lonely and he's bitter. Niall easily blocked Liam's attempt at a smack, more than accustomed to the other boy's advances, after all of their years of friendship. And besides, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, Louis agreed cautiously, gears still turning in his mind, while waves of excitement and worry crashed through his heart. He glanced between his friends, raising his eyebrows. But you're coming with me. As soon as Louis walked into the cafe that morning, Harry just knew. The feeling wasn't unfamiliar to him. He just knew a lot of things, like which card someone was going to turn over next in a full deck, or what drink the stranger in front of him in line might order, or if the weather was going to stay nice and sunny or switch to cold and rainy, even with the unpredictable nature of the weather in Chicago. The word unpredictable barely existed in Harry's vocabulary. It was the combination of the feeling and the name that solidified everything for Harry. As soon as Louis walked into the coffee shop, Harry had felt him. He had felt him in a way that he had never felt anyone before. Some people have larger presences than others, and Harry had always been able to sense them more strongly. But this was different. This was about him, not about someone else. He had always felt this tight pressure in his chest, like a rubber band stretched just a bit too far. And as soon as the man with gorgeous blue eyes entered the cafe, that pressure had finally eased. And the name. Harry had known the name of his soulmate for a long time. When he was just 16, riding his usual bus to school, a name had flashed past his window in bright blue graffiti letters, scribbled onto the concrete wall of an overpass. Louis. And even then, he had just known. He stuffed his hands deeper into his pockets, shivering against the chilly wind. The sun shone warmly on the sidewalk, casting his long legs into silly-looking shadows that stretched out in front of him as he walked. But the wind was unforgiving. It blew harshly in an uneven rhythm with the cars that sped past, roaring loudly in his ears. But it wasn't nearly loud enough. Harry's mind had always been a terrifying place. He had never known silence. The voices followed him everywhere. Certain places were worse, of course, and much, much louder. Hospitals and cemeteries in particular. The voices were much angrier in hospitals. People who had just passed on tended to be very upset about waking up in the next world and still being stuck on Earth until the end of time. Cemeteries were much more peaceful, but Harry often found himself overwhelmed by the sheer number of vocal expressions bouncing around in his brain. They weren't stuck in the cemetery or anything. Spirits have relative freedom in where they roam. But most considered the physical resting places of their old bodies a sort of home base, and they lingered there, forever. Harry always wondered if the spirits could speak to each other. They often seemed lonely, so he figured that they couldn't but he always heard one spirit talk about his wife as if they were still together. The hopeless romantic in him hoped that soulmates lingered on together, intertwined in each other's souls forever. 
He hoped that he and Louis would linger together forever, too. Normally, Harry tended to avoid cemeteries for this very reason. They were loud and intrusive and overwhelming, but sometimes his own thoughts were even worse. Sometimes, when he needed a bit of advice, he went looking for it among the voices. Maybe he was insane, but with other people's thoughts constantly competing with his own, who wouldn't be? He clenched his jaw as he walked under the metal gate that surrounded the cemetery, effectively closing it off from the impoverished suburbia just across the street. Unfortunately, the thin fence posts couldn't contain the voices. They were strong, even in the quiet neighborhood, and they slipped slyly through the tiniest cracks and crevices, worming their way into Harry's head. His teeth ground together as he made his way to a peaceful-looking spot in the grass, not too close to any particular gravestone. If he had wanted to hear from one of his favorite spirits, an age-old woman with a collection of experiences that came across like bedtime stories, he would have gone to sit directly in front of her headstone. Today wasn't a social visit. Today, he needed a little piece of fate to guide him. He sank down onto the grass, folding his legs to his chest and leaning back against the thick tree behind him. The leaves had already mostly fallen, and he crunched a few delicately between his fingers, letting the pieces flutter to the ground. Outwardly, he knew it was a peaceful image, but his mind was already overtaken with buzz and chatter, unable to block the spirits out anymore. His head dropped back against the tree trunk, and his eyes fluttered closed, and he let himself fall into the deep darkness that overwhelmed his brain. His head was already pounding erratically from the overlapping noise, hundreds and hundreds of spirits vying for his attention. He started to panic, his heartbeat hammering in his ears, until he finally honed in on one. Louis, the voice whispered. How does this spirit know his name? Harry wondered. The voices intruded on his mind, but he heard their thoughts, not the other way around. He had learned from a very young age that he wasn't meant to converse with the spirits. He was only meant to listen. My Louis, a woman's voice, Harry decided. Bring my Louis back to me. His brow furrowed, and he reached for the voice again, but it was already gone, lost among the noise. Disappointment washed over him. He only stayed for another half hour or so, picking through the spirits' voices, like the sort of outdated fashion catalogs his mom used to keep in their bathroom at home. Once his head hurt so much he couldn't stand it anymore, he stood up and brushed the colored leaves from his pants. A glance at his cracked watch told him that it was almost time for him to work anyway. Harry sighed as he made his way down the worn path that wove through the graveyard. He had always wondered about his soulmate, probably more than a boy his age should, but now that he had actually met him, he just couldn't get Louis out of his head. Louis was gorgeous and kind and endearing, and Harry just hoped with all of his heart that the older boy actually showed up to see him tonight. He couldn't credit anyone other than fate for guiding both him and Louis to that coffee shop today. Even more, Harry knew that fate had some hand in encouraging Louis to approach him. And the soda that stupid strawberry soda. Harry hurried away from the cemetery, 
humming softly under his breath, blocking out the voices still desperately calling after him with beautiful thoughts of Louis. <laughs>